Move she, on. Now she's like going around town being like, I wouldn't fuck Sam Schaefer in a million what? years. And I'm like, what She town? would be goddamn lucky. Well, no, but I'm like, that's oh, like that's that like me walking mad. into a room of people and be like, I would never go to the moon. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> True. Hi, Nico. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. Mm, a little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you into ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. Grab a boys. Grab a bagel. I was like, what do boys eat? <laughs> Okay, hi Khan. Hi, I missed we, you. I missed you too. We for the boys at home, we haven't seen each other in like what two weeks? Yeah, that's the longest we've Do ever gone. Do I look gone. different? Do I look different? Well, you're wearing a hat, so that's what? That's bloated? <laughs> no. I'm okay. Well, you look different because you're wearing a hat. Um. Do I look tan? You look tan. You look tan. How did you get tan in Europe? It's hot there. It oh. was like 90 every day, and it was sunny the whole time. Didn't Wait, rain once. Can you tell me where you you were in Paris and you were in London? Yes, we went to London. We went to Paris. We were briefly in like the south of France doing this like okay. lavender field tour, which was very cool. Where they grow lavender? Yeah, for miles. It's just Ugh. endless fields of lavender. It smells so nice. good. Nope, other side. Ugh. But you're in the right area, kinda. Do you remember? Um, did you have betches love this when you were in, like in college? Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. Never mind. We'll cut it. Um, they had this book called Nice is Just a Place in France. But it was like a bitchy girl book. Like it's Nice is Just niece... a Place in France. Because yeah. <laughs> we're not nice. Girl boss. And that was like a whole thing in college. Oh my goodness. Mm. Did you, uh, what, how was your, you went to Fire Island again. I went to Fire Island. I was there for what felt like four years. Yeah. But it was just, Fire Island does that. There's like really no time. Um, there's, no, there's no cars. There's no time. There's no cars. There's no time. I... It was lovely. I was, like, ready to leave. Yeah. But it was the perfect amount of time. I was, like, I wasn't here for too long. I was not here for too little. But, like, when we got on the ferry, I was, like, it's time to go. I want to be off this island by the time the sun sets. Yeah. Wait, you want to hear something crazy about time? Yeah. Oh, I learned this in an explained documentary on Netflix. That's not a plug. Um, So they had this, they did this experiment where they put this guy in a cave with no like, light or anything. I think he had food or something, but, like, they left him in there. I want to say it was for, like, a month um, or so. He had food and stuff. He was able to, like, sustain himself or whatever. But, like, uh-huh. he had no, like, access to the outdoors or anything like that. He was just in a dark cave for 30 days. And when they asked him, when they took him out, they asked him how much time he thought had passed and he was supposed to try to keep track. He thought he was in there for 11 minutes. How, how long was it? 30 days? 30 days. Because there's no, like, circadian rhythm to, like... So he was, like, unable to, like... Isn't that nuts? He thought he was in the cave... For 11 minutes, <laughs> yeah. and he was there for 30 days. Yeah. That's how much your circadian rhythm is, like, affected. Nico, by... 11 Watch... minutes? Yes. Watch the documentary. I'll send it to you. 11 minutes. I'm going to have to fact check the exact thing, but that was what the that was the vibe. Wait, okay, so my mom told me this story about this woman who could not perceive the passing of time because she got in, like, an accident or something, which is sad. But she was, like, the, the part of her brain that could perceive time was turned off mm. so then she became this like incredible like marathon runner or iron man runner or something because she just like couldn't like a lot of times like our bodies can do it we just get time fucked we just get like time we get bored we get like yeah. lose focus we're just like this we've been doing this forever so time is fucked time is fucked 
Yeah, uh, but isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's like wild. Um, okay, did that's you see beautiful. did you see any boys clubs while we were apart? In Fire Island? Yeah, I think I saw some boys clubs. <laughs> in Fire Island. The whole thing is. Um, the whole thing's a boys club. Um I wore a speedo for the first time. Okay, how'd that go? Well Like first mm, time in your life? Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's fine. I was just like, I missed the part where we had clothes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, I miss clothes. Yeah. And I yeah, so I felt that. That's a boys' club. And then my second boys' club, also clothes related, is I went to the underwear party. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Fire Island the movie? Mm-hmm. Did you watch Fire Island the movie? Oh, no, I haven't yet. No. Okay, I'll lie. And, <laughs> and, but it's like a whole fixture of this movie is they go to yeah. this like underwear party. And I have four thoughts about it. One, monkeypox. Yeah. And two, like that's so real. So the whole time I was just like, touch me and it's like no one's told these men about monkeypox. like i feel like they don't know about it and i'm like you literally get it from rubbing skin yeah so like that was stressful and i was like not really vibing that and then two i okay so anytime i go to a club i i say to the underwear party for 10 minutes by the way so anytime i go to a club there's like this moment where i'm just like after like I'm sorry, that's my watch. Third voice class my apple's watch is your dad calling you no i wish <laughs> um <laughs> Anytime I go to a club, like, I'm, like, hashtag sober. So there's that moment where I'm, like, okay, like, I'm sober. I'm going to need to, like, mellow out here because, like, I'm just, like, on a – like, I just need to relax. You're in a different headspace than anybody else. And then being in your underwear, I've realized Mm -mm. my brain actually does the opposite thing, Mm -hmm. which is – it was, like, downers and uppers all the same time. So I was, like, trying to relax. I'm, like, but I'm in my – under, it wasn't even my underwear. It was in someone else's underwear. Whoa. And you're just like standing there in someone else's underwear and being perceived by all these white gay people. And you're like, no. And then with monkeypox on top of that, I was like, after 10 minutes, I was like, I feel like my brain is going to explode. When you told me yesterday that you went to the underwear party, I immediately was like, why? It was not a space for you. But then I was sad. I was like, no, you have to do it. it was no, like, you don't it have to like do it. It was like getting an Easter basket. It was one of those things where it's like, no, I should be able to get an Easter basket. And it's like, but why? Have I told you the Easter basket thing yet? No, I'm, I'm not quite following, but I'm excited. So every year my mom said, I had an eating disorder. This is like the one where, this is the Connor agenda. Uh, we have a straight guy on and now Connor's going to do all of his, his trauma stuff. So every year <laughs> I had an eating disorder. But like literally who didn't? You know what I mean? I was just really loud about it. And I, every year my mom gets my brothers who have a normal relationship with food. Gets my brothers like an Easter basket. And it has an egg in the middle that has their name on it. And we all got these growing up. So then every year she says, Connor, do you want an Easter basket this year? And then I have this moment where I'm like, I really don't want an Easter basket. And I think that like bringing that amount of like uncontrolled food into my life will stress me out, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, but this is an Easter basket. Like, but I wish I was able to. But and then I died so you could have this. Exactly. And it's like, this is the normal thing to do. It's like, this is like, a hot, it's like it, it's sim, the symbolism of it mm-hmm. is like, oh, I just wish you could just get the fucking Easter basket. And But then I, every year I go through that thing where it's like, well, it's just a fucking Easter basket. You know, Fuck the basket. I think this year you can be like, I am 27. Do I need an Easter basket? <laughs> yeah. I think the answer is no. I think I don't need an Easter basket. It's just an Easter basket and it's just an underwear party. Yeah. And I think that but I should do neither. you shouldn't have to go to the underwear party. Yeah, I'm never going again. I'm glad you, I didn't know about it before you went because I probably would have said don't go. You probably would have said monkey pox. Well, I would have been concerned if you had But now you have your vaccine appointment. I know. Thank God. I'm getting vaccinated in tomorrow. Tomorrow. On tomorrow. Thank goodness. Yeah. My, yeah. I know, thank yeah, God. Yeah, that's been a fucking shit show. 
Um, I know, and people, I feel, okay, everyone's, like, mad at me, I think, for blaming Joe Biden, and it's no. like, yeah, God forbid we blame Joe Biden for he anything. He probably isn't at fault. He could do some Are you a Biden? Apo- I feel like you love Joe Biden, and I love that. I hate Joe Biden. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate Joe Biden. Don't put that on Sam. I hate Joe like, Biden. <laughs> no, in a bad way, like, kind of, like, and you seem, like, level-headed and, like, would have I don't think Biden it's level-headed energy. to like Joe Biden. It's not. Not anymore. It's actually not. It's really not. It's actually it's not. crazy. It's actually privileged and dangerous. Yeah to like Joe Biden. Also, it's uh, like so upsetting to see how they've learned nothing from the AIDS epidemic and are just continuing to be like, oh, we're just going to like fuck over gay people. But even that and COVID, like all of right. them, it's like, we, we just did, did we do this like yesterday? Wait, also it's like, it's this is the perfect like hybrid of the homophobia from the AIDS crisis, but also just like the stupidity of COVID because it's like, this can affect anybody. Yeah. It's just currently. And it's going to. Yeah, of course it will. Yeah. And like, I'm just going to say one word and I hope it upsets people. The word is lesions. <laughs> the word lesions. If you ever want me to do anything and I mean this, you say Connor lesions and I'll do whatever you want me to do. Like I'm not getting lesions. Okay. We're not doing lesions. Okay. But Good it is, know. yeah, those are my boys clubs, underwear, speedos and fire island and lesions. And lesions. <laughs> okay. What are your boys? Clubs? Um, my boys club this week is dads on vacation. <laughs> oh no. Because when a dad is on vacation and sees another dad on vacation, they are instantly buddies. That's funny. We were in, we were doing this like tour. Uh, we did a couple different tours. We did a tour of the Louvre in Paris, and we also did this like walking wine and cheese tour that was lovely. But in both instances, my dad made an effort, and so did the other dad of like the other family, to like chat with each other for like a good bit of the tour. And it's like, no, screw my wife and kids, I guess. I gotta go talk to this man. It's like, what? Sometimes straight men act in man. sometimes straight men act in such a way where I'm like, you like men more, you know, yeah. like yeah, you yeah, like yeah. men more. They like boy time. They love boy time, but boy in a, time. but it's like uh, I don't understand. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Because with this. I love women, and I really prefer. No offense to both of you, but I love to hang out with women. Oh, I think both of you guys do too. Yeah, and it's like I just love. So it's like I don't understand. Wait, that I do find women to be really disarming. Mm-hmm. But do you think that the way that we feel with women around... Is probably how they feel with men around, for sure. They're like, oh, like an exhale. But it was just fascinating. I was like, I was like, if thing, I was putting myself in those shoes. I was like, if I was in a, on a tour, like a guided tour or something, or any situation, and I was with Maddie, and then some dude wanted to talk to me, I'd be like, get away. I want to talk to Maddie. Get the fuck away from me. Get <laughs> like, the fuck know? away from us. I'm here with her. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. Random man from Bath, England. It was, it was a British man. Yeah. And then the other one, it was some American guys. I was like, what in the hell? That's wild. But the way they just like, I don't know, probably spending too much money on vacation. (laughs) You know? Did he have have a family? Yeah. What was his family like? He had a wife and a daughter, and then I think the daughter's friend. They didn't look related, so. Oh, you're, wow. (laughs) Wow. But, you know, They don't adopt in Bath. I don't know. Well, I it didn't. They didn't give me like related. related like vibes. it didn't feel like a family yeah. unit. They were yeah. on their best behavior for the friend. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then also talking to my dad. Yeah. So interesting. That men are scary. Where does your allegiance lie? Like I feel like if my family and that family were in like some sort of random crisis situation on this tour, they would have banded together to like figure it out rather than consulting either of their families, which feels fucked up. It's like I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to eat these little cheeses and walk around. Yeah. See the sights. Talk to my sister who I haven't seen in six months. So, Olivia. Olivia. Oh, here's another boys club. She said the phrase guy friends 
upwards of 50 times. She's like, yeah, we're going to Barcelona to meet our guy friends. And I was like, and then I made a joke about it to my family. Wait, that sounds like boy girl. Yeah, very boy girl. Ugh. And then I, yes, and then Gen Z, what are you doing? Well, because it's like boyfriend, guy that you're romantically involved with, guy friend, boy you're not romantically involved with, and then friends, girls. That's the yeah, But then I made a joke about it to my family. I was like, oh my God, Livis had guy friends up. And they were like, what? And I was like, I don't know how to relate to you if you don't understand that gender your friends is crazy. Wait. <laughs> we need to unpack this for the future of America. That is crazy. Isn't it crazy? That is. Wait, you need she's to go. She's in a sorority. You need to get her out of there. I know. She's in a sorority. It's giving Kappa. She's a, la- she's a lost cause right now. I'm like, I'll see you on the other side. The next three years, I just can't relate. Guy right. friends. Are we ready? Speaking of guy friends. Speaking of guy friends. This is our, boys, this is our first straight man on the pod, and we would not have anybody else really because he's one of our favorites. He is an incredible stand-up comedian and a part of the sketch group 24-Hour Kiss Club, which you can see all over Brooklyn. Boys, give a warm welcome to Sam Schaefer. Hi. Hello. Um, I didn't realize I was the first straight man. Yes. I am, I am honored to be invited into our, the space. Our now. only other straight has been Julia Zen. And oh wow! So you are in. You that's are in. A, if there's if there's one that I'm okay seating the the very first invite yeah. to it would be. Wait, also yeah. Vanessa Absolutely. Jackson. Oh sorry, I'm only Vanessa catching is... you because one time we were in Time Out New York. Not a brag, anyone. Give me a. <laughs> we were in Time Out New York the week that she was on, and it was like queer lineup includes Vanessa Jackson. Oh, I, was, like, I remember this discourse. Twice. Oh yeah, sorry. true. So our she actually our very first guest on the podcast was our first straight person. I feel like and that's like we had to like Julia's ease people so, into it. Even. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll unpack person. that later. But okay, you're still in the huge, uh, high, high ranks with yeah, Vanessa, yeah. Julia, and yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank, yeah. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, do you were you in a frat in college? Yeah. Okay. Because really? I I yeah. asked this because the f- term guy friends is clearly coming out of her like being in a sorority because she's like she's always with the girls and then they have their fraternity friends mm-hmm. who are the guy friends so like they don't do a lot of mixing other than like when it's like yeah you know what i mean guy friends are just so funny because i just pictured these like cavemen <laughs> coming out of their like barcelona <laughs> dorm like we're going to, we're going to meet the girls da, da, da. and they're, they're all just... wearing like pl- like striped polo shirts and khakis these men do boat not shoes yes yes and they all have, like like they don't hate biden but like the loudest ones do like some of them yeah. like biden but they're quiet about it that's guy friends. I think they're probably partly Republican. They're in Georgia. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Luke. for sure. Where does your sister go? Georgia Tech. Is your sister oh, Republican? The, they are Republicans. Absolutely. Really? Unless it's- they're engineers, in which case they might not be. Yeah. But then, like, it's like half of engineers are, I feel like, are either, like, left-leaning or pretty leftist. Um, but then the other half is, like, like, if Elon Musk was in the room, like, they... They would kiss him. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like. Are your siblings Republicans? No, no, I just no. pointed at you. I'm nobody sorry. in my nobody in my family is. But, um, well, my dad is centrist as hell. But completely. He, um, but everybody else now, like Liv is very outspoken about like Roe v. Wade. I mean, things that affect her still. But like, you know, she's not. She wants to move to Europe. I was like, okay, you've been there for six weeks. Every <laughs> Olivia that I've ever met is cool as fuck. She is cool. This is the thing that makes me. She'll never listen to this. Probably the thing that makes me sad is that like she, we were always really close growing up, and especially when I was living at home during like the height of lockdown. Um, she was a senior in high school, so we spent a lot of time together that year. And she is a little bit different now that she's like sorority mode. She's just kind of like, 
really leaned into that, which is great, mm-hmm. and I'm happy she's, like, having fun, but, like, I just don't relate to that at all, so I'm, like, okay, I will just, like, not really have a relationship or relate to you for the next four years, yeah. and then I'll see you on the other, on the other side, hopefully. It really like, is like that. It just disappears. Yeah, because, like, I remember Soph was pretty into it uh, when she was in, and now she's, like, out of college and working and stuff, so, like, we, like, our relationship, I think, is stronger than it was over the last four years because of that, yeah. but you just, like, you can't relate to somebody who's in a sorority. And, like, thinks that's cool. <laughs> that's the name of Pac. <laughs> you can't relate to somebody who's in a sorority and thinks that's cool. You know what I mean? It's, like, it no, also just, understand. like, Greek life just upholds every bad thing. Yeah, it, it sucks. Yeah. To me. I, like, I, my fraternity was uh, the only fraternity on GW campus that was uh, mostly gay men. Um Nice. Yeah, it was like <laughs> what? it was sixty five percent gay, which of course opened us up to a whole like. I remember we would like a big thing, my senior year, uh, is that we were playing in like the championship of some intramural game. Yeah. And we were going up against uh, this fraternity Pike, and it was filled with just like the worst the men you've ever. Met. But it's yeah. like the worst people you've ever met, and they they were like whatever. But we were better at soccer, um, and so and we beat them, and they were not happy. So, like, you know, homophobic slurs were flying left and right. Yikes. Um, and we, like, reported them, and then the university did nothing about it. And, like, the guy that ran the IFC at GW at the time, the, like, this faculty member that was in charge of all of these fraternities was a gay black man. And so, like, we were, like, all complaining. Like, I think I got called a slur once. Um, one thing that was, was really interesting, I'll never forget... Um, I would always, my big thing is, I, I didn't play, but I was, like, chirping from the sidelines. <laughs> so, like, if guys wore, like, neon shorts, I was, like, like I love your shorts. Those are really cool. I yeah. love your shorts. And they all would get annoyed by it. Um, and so, at one point, I was, like, I love your shorts. Where did you get them? And the guy was, like, at your fraternity's gay pride parade. <laughs> and I was, like, so, so you were there? Like, <laughs> um, and, like, I, like, I, yeah, and, but... We were what a dumb diss. Yeah, it was like I like I like I, I yeah. I feel like homophobic people are just like you know some of them are, are smart and control the world and we need to get rid of them, but like some of them just have no idea what they're even saying yeah. at half the time. Um, but yeah, it was crazy just because it was run by uh, the faculty overseeing everything was like a gay man and he kind of used him being gay as a reason to basically be like i'm gay and I, i'm not doing anything about this so and I, I like as if he's like some authority on the mat like he's Whoa. like gay people are bad <laughs> wait are. but that's that's so crazy that a gay black man would choose to be in charge of greek life at a fraternity or at a university in virginia <laughs> that was kind of like the whole <laughs> or is it maryland uh it's in dc so it's neither okay um it yeah it was just kind of like this weird thing i mean he was he's like known around the country as like being like one of the top faculty advisors in terms of like strengthening greek life like he's no longer gw i think he's somewhere else whoa um that's but yeah but you know the truth and you're telling the truth about and i'm here to lot. speak out that's nuts i was in a fraternity we were both in fraternity. what fraternity were you in? boys called the Beta Beta Tau, and oh was... the jewish one i was almost in the jewish one but then i heard their hazing stories wait you were like, in a no. gay fraternity and i was in a jewish wait, that's fraternity. Hilarious. and that's great <laughs> and that's allyship yeah that's yeah Beta Tau, and then what was yours uh i was delta tau delta delta tau delta it is funny like elon i think was like pretty racist like not funny so it's not funny but like elon it's so wild that like you went to Elon? I went to Elon, yeah. Did you do theater? Okay, 
No, short story, no. Briefly. Okay. Briefly. Long story. <laughs> did you go story did you briefly. go there with the intention of theater? I started okay. as an acting major. Okay, and that makes I was, sense. Like, do you know people that did that? Well, Elon's just such a theater school. It is. Um, freshman year, I was like, I can't lie on the floor anymore. And I was also like a raging alcoholic. And I was like, I've burned too many bridges in this 16-person program. It's got to get out of here. <laughs> so then I was like, but you know where I haven't burned bridges? The PR school. And that's where I went for a year. And then I landed in English Lake because I just had to graduate on time. And <laughs> But... It is so funny. It's like all these people that were like going to a house called Plantation and were like yeah. doing these like very, like very like antebellum or pantebellum, whatever yeah. like you want to call it. Things. The old South parties. Yes. Now they just like live in New York and like walk to their little PR things and their little like Jimmy shoes. And it's like, that's wild to me. It's like, wait, remember when you were like, racist? Yeah. I feel like they all need to go out, come out on Instagram and be like, I'm sorry for being racist in college. Well, no, th- that's the thing that is that like these people will never feel the need to. I was talking about it with my girlfriend the other day. Like, because we were talking about, um, like, how a lot of Southern tradition is basically rooted in all of these old, like, wealthy white people basically just cosplaying yeah. around the Civil War. Completely. Dead parties. like all, so like, And they're oh, yeah. all so proud of it. So, like, they're never going to apologize because, like, they have enough people. Like, they exist in a community where there's never going to be repercussions for it. So why would they apologize I for something that. they like? Yeah. I hate that so much. Yeah. yeah, they all like they do. They just like live in cities and like again, they it's true, they just like work in like little PR firms and like, yeah, yeah. They don't, I don't know that they. I don't know. Like you're right. They don't think it's wrong, or they don't see how they have responsibility for it, or they're yeah. just like. I and don't know. I don't know how like the. I can't recall in Savannah how the it works. I know your your father has to be born into some sort of club for you to be a debutante, mm-hmm. and that's like how it goes down. So naturally, there's not going to be anybody who's not white and rich and probably protestant too um that's like in these actually i think there were a couple catholics but regardless definitely not any jewish people um so i don't know how they can argue that it's not like i I don't know what the laws are about that because it's private club i guess so i guess i don't know if it matters i don't know how that works uh, yeah it's like protected i guess because it's private there's some i mean you can't like discrimination you can't discriminate based on race but as a private institution, I think you also don't have to disclose like how you how yeah. you choose membership. So I don't know because I remember I think I don't remember if we talked about this on pod before, but my dad when we moved there, there's also this place called the Oglethorpe Club, which I think is separate from the. Um, maybe if you're born into the Oglethorpe Club, that's how you become a debutante. You're so aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> What? This is so fascinating. I just, the idea of my dad being born into any club is so funny. <laughs> He's being born into like the poor white loser club. <laughs> he listens to this. Don't say that. I appreciate him. that. He'd be like, "Yeah, you're right. It was no clubs, no clubs." But so I think if your dad is born into the local Thor club, that's how you become a debutante. But mm-hmm. regardless of that, they also have members additional that can like be brought in, and um, it's at least as of when I was last there. Uh, women are only allowed on Wednesdays for dinner and Sundays for brunch, as well as children. Mm. Um, and my dad, like, got asked by, like, one of the people he works with, like, to come out to a, a dinner there one time or drinks or something. And they were trying to get him in. They're like, yeah, we really want you for, like, our, di- our diversity candidate because you're Catholic and from the North. And he was like, oh, <laughs> oh <my> what? <laughs> Wait, where did you grow up? New Orleans. Oh, Yeah, so yes. did, how, how did it work in New Orleans for, like, Deb stuff? There are some clubs that, like, you're not you can be born into essentially and just inherit it like through family, but like also like, you know, just your status in the business community. Yeah. I mean, there's some old clubs that are like awful, awful, awful. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just so much more prevalent in New Orleans, so much more spread out. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, so from there, it's like, what clubs are you a part of? You debut, and then it's all linked to Mardi Gras down there. So ah, is that when they do it? Yeah. Oh, so like Deb season is typically like all of the parties are in December, and then that immediately flows into carnival season. Yeah. And so all of these Debs will then be named as like maids or queens of our, of Mardi Gras. Ah. Yeah, for different a... parades and organizations. I guess that's fun if you're part of it <laughs> wait that reminds me of when you were like they should move christmas to february mm-hmm. new orleans knows that and they like yeah. did they like nico one time on the pod was like we need to move the holidays around to stop people from being depressed so much which is true because like we get depressed yeah my point winter. being that like it starts like december was not that cold but february's freezing and, and like snows and sad. but if we had to. something to look forward to like a holiday which mardi gras is that for i mean new orleans yeah. it's not that cold well because that's but. what that's what 12th night is it's mm-hmm. like it Mardi Gras starts the tw- Mardi Gras season starts the 12th day after Christmas which typically like in olden days like 12th night Shakespeare's play mm-hmm. was written to be performed on 12th night it's supposed to be like this joyous thing mm-hmm. that's why it was like a comedy um and like then a comedy. yeah he's <laughs> like if you got it it was a comedy if you got it, it was if you're a fucking idiot then you're just confused um <laughs> that was a crazy play because back in the day when they only let men like cis men perform it would have been a man Dressed as a woman, dressed as a man. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Sorry well, that's why I think there's some, I could be totally wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure there's some academia that looks at like, you know, like Shakespearean time and like coding for like transness within yeah. Shakespearean acting. Oh, definitely. There's a lot of like gender bending stuff and like queer studies on it, which is yeah. very cool. Yeah. But uh-huh. anyway, you were saying about the Mardi Gras season. Oh, yes. Um... Yeah, so it starts on Twelfth Night, and then it goes until Ash Wednesday, which is, like, the perfect time. I mean, it's, you know, 65 degrees in New Orleans. Right. So, like... The perfect degrees. Yeah, my dad my dad, I, my dad, and I ride in a parade every single year, and uh, he's always like, um, you should put a shirt on, like, get a long sleeve shirt for the ride to wear under, like, your costume, because it's going to be, like, in the 50s. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. It's fine. Oh my God. It's going to be in the 50s. It's going to be 57. Night when I was 17 years old and do, when we got notes after. Mm-hmm. What did you play? Duke Orsino. I, okay. Were you Duke Orsino? Hell yeah. Wait, were you Duke okay. Orsino? I never did that, but you, a couple of Channing Tatum's Channing over Tatum. here. Tatum. We, we did like an experimental one, with, which was like like mon, like modernized and it was pretty bad, but... So, because it was modern, we didn't have, like, any old Shakespearean costumes. We just yeah. all wore jeans and then a shirt that said our role. Okay. So, I just had a shirt that That's said Orsino. That's what we did. We provided our own costumes, so I wore jeans or whatever and just, like, an Abercrombie and Fit shirt that was, like, a button-down. And it was blue and white. What a classic Duke wears. Thank you. Yeah. And then, then when we got notes from the person who was, like, the director who just had a, a baby IVF by herself, which I love. I support that. <laughs> but she was, she was like, I love that you chose to play this character gay. And I was like, <laughs> no. I am closeted, ma'am. No. Yeah. You weren't out yet when she said that. I wasn't, like, out. I was, like, one in, one out. Yeah. I was, like, I was just, like, I was just, like, fruity. I don't know. You know how, like, when you're, like, yeah. a teenager, you're, like, you're not gay or I'm straight, you just are around. Like, it's just like that. <laughs> you were a liminal space. Is that, yeah. that sounds like a, a coded way that they would tell someone they were gay, like, in the turn he's of the around. century. He's around. He's just around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah truly. I wanted to ask One fella, he's rather fruity. He's kind yeah. of just around. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, should we get into some boys clubs? The first one that came to mind was just people, people capable of being calm. I'm okay. just... You're, you're not in that either. 
I always say about you is that even though you're straight, you are anxious, and that counts as being like a real. <laughs> that, that's what the plus is. That counts as like a privilege. Plus, like, anxious boys. Have you I always been anxious? Yeah, I've always been anxious. Um, even since like I was really, really little, I was I was always super anxious. Um, and I don't think I like recognized that I was anxious. Like, I used to like air quotes like get sick a lot. Mm-hmm. So like sitting down for like a standardized test in like third grade I, I like remember i got such a bad stomach ache i like went home that day mm-hmm. um and i would like get these really bad stomach aches and looking back on it, it was just like me just being insanely anxious and not knowing how to like process that as a yeah. kid and i think i've just been anxious like since and it's like it's it's like so constant like it's yeah. um some could say it's it's a mental illness <laughs> <laughs> one thing i noticed is actually like starting like comedy here um my social anxiety went through the roof mm. because it wasn't like it wasn't like I'm I'd like to think of myself as pretty like social and personable but like the afterwards like the come down of all of that was just like I was like oh everyone hates me and I think it was because like we're all friends obviously but the, like everyone you're interacting with in comedy whether you're a friend or not to some degree like also has to do with like what you want most in life mm-hmm. like if people don't like you in comedy like you know, it's yeah. not going to go well for you. Like, you need to be yeah. nice. You need to be, like, a good person sometimes yeah. to succeed. So, like, in my mind, like, I would, like, you know, go to a party, hang out with everyone and be like, everyone fucking hates me. Like, oh my God. like if, if I have met you and we've talked for more than, like, 15 minutes, I've definitely spent at least a half an hour of my life, like, catastrophizing over something that I've said to you that would be, like, an irre- like that you read the wrong way that is, like, an irreparable, like, slight. <laughs> No, I totally understand that. Yeah, we both have anxiety. Yeah. It is, it is, I gotta say, like, my social anxiety has increased so much this year um, from probably a number of things. But we are in, like, social spaces all the time with mm-hmm. acquaintances who, like you're saying, are also, like, in some ways, like, competing for the same, like, huge yeah. goal that we are and also, like, know a lot about you, know a lot of intimate things about yes. you in some instances and, like, you have to see them it's like being in school kind of like you just see them all the time You're, you can't like run away from it it's like school that actually matters right like yeah. you never really graduate from it well You're i just was kind thinking of about it as like i was trying to relate things back to like when i played soccer growing up because that's like my only other like touchstone for like i don't know competitive stuff but it was like i never was around everybody else who was like getting recruited to play in college i'd be like okay like me and my like one other person on my local club team was maybe gonna go to like one of these like bigger schools to play but like all the people that were getting recruited to play at like a big acc school were not like constantly around me in a way mm-hmm. that i had to like be friends with them and like interact with yes. them and like I, it was just like you're just like not ready i i think it we all probably underestimate how like stressful that is even when we're not like paying attention to yeah. it yeah yeah which is why i'm happy that we all have like such good friends because that makes it so much easier to, yeah like, oh my god yeah. if i if i did not fall into the friend group like that i i fell into with all of y'all i i would like I, I would be such a mess all the time. It's so it's really nice. It's so nice to just have like a home base of people that you know are always like gonna be around and like if if nobody else feels like comfortable to speak with, like you have people there. Exactly. And most I gotta say, most people I've met in the scene are very lovely. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's mostly uh, yeah. I think that's what's great about doing it like with the people that we're around. I think we've just fallen into a lucky time, I mm-hmm. guess, in comedy where everyone is super nice and I'm not seeing so much of the horror stories that like yeah. some people talk about that's what like i've heard from so many people who were like here pre-covid is that it was like used to be kind of like cutthroat yeah and just like crazy yeah 
You look anxious over there. Not us. <laughs> We're not cutthroat. We're nice. Yeah. We're nice. We're kind. My dream is to be on The Bachelor. What? And Your dream? Someone will be like, oh, I'm fighting with Connor. And I'll be like, I'm sorry, wait, who's fighting with me? <laughs> oh, I forgot they were here. The Mariah Carey. Like, yeah. Or to be like on Big Brother and be like, like, I know you nominated me, but I'm not nominating you this week because who are you? <laughs> who the Hell fuck yeah. are you? Hell yeah. To so just be like unthreatened. Unbothered. Yeah. When I die, before I die, I just want someone to be like, he was an unbothered person. And no one said that about me yet. But like one day, unbothered. Unbothered? Unbothered. unbothered. I, that's something that I can aspire to. I'll never get it. I'm already close to ruined. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, I, like it's kind of like a, like a, we drove 45 minutes home with this ice cream. Should we even put it in the fridge? Like, oh my like God. that's where I'm at. Like, it, like, you need to listen to Demi Lovato's skyscraper and get back up. I have. Yeah. I, there I play we go. it every morning. Dude, I did for a whole year of my life. Uh, really? Call, freshman year of college, I ran around I, the whole day. So every day I had to replay it because every night I would fuck up. I had this really bad habit where I listened to like songs like that and I'm like, this is beautiful. <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then I like have like two seconds of self-awareness and I'm like, oh, it's not. It's really cringy of me. They played, <laughs> they played The Climb. Miley Cyrus is The Climb at Cycle yesterday. And I was like, this is kind of sad. I wow. think that though was so ironic that it swung back around. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, wait, do you remember? Okay, so I, I'm, I'm like barely older than you two. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So yeah, freshman year of high school, the inaugural. We're just go, we're going out on the races today. The inaugural, whatever. They had like a kids inaugural ball, and Miley Cyrus sang the climb on it, and like Michelle Obama was there, and Malia mm-hmm. and Sasha were like kids. And then the next day, people were talking about it, and I just remember these girls were like. I hate Obama. And they were like rich girls. I remember being like, they're racist. Yeah. And like, here's the thing. They were, and now they're nurses. And racism is everywhere. Especially in healthcare. I know. Oof. It's all over. Julie and Emma Wow. Not the actress. Yeah, I was about to say. loves to name drop people. My dad gets so upset about it. That's the only thing he doesn't like about the podcast. Not when I talk about my sex butthole, but like when I talk about (laughs) My sex butt. When I talk about names, he gets so upset. The best part of having a podcast is that anytime you're upset about something. Oh, wait, I should tell you a story. So, when I was a child, I had a whiteboard in my room. Mm-hmm. And I would take the whiteboard when I was mad at my dad out of the room. This is relevant. And I would write, I hate my dad. Mm-hmm. Or, I hope my dad dies. Or whatever. And then I would put it in the hallway. To the point where my dad said, whiteboards are not weapons, and then took the whiteboard. And then I grew up to have a podcast. <laughs> and there's something so beautiful when you want to fuck someone over. To be like, I'm going to go tell my 60 <laughs> listener that this person is a piece of shit. And I feel like it's like, my dad can't take my podcast Because it's like a close friend story that like someone could stumble on. So what is a boys club you are a part of or were a part of? Um, oh, I have a lot of these. The first one is Angsty Romantic Boys. I, w- mm. I was definitely Absolutely. that in high school. Oh Absolutely. My God. I was like the whole like, you know, I got to find like, like true love is out there. I was like watching <laughs> too much How I Met Your Mother. Did you? Yes. That is exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's like people that needs to be studied. Like little like teenage boys who and girls who love How I Met Your Mother. Yes. Absolutely. Which is a nuts show that it ends with yeah. her 
dying and then Actually, he ends up with Robin. Like, just let it be Robin. I never I understood had, that. I had to defend the ending. I liked the ending. Okay. Is the mother Robin? No, no. the mom is not Robin. The mom has died of cancer. But it makes sense. Do you never because, meet the mom? Like, you so do. Quickly. She's in the final seat. It's pr- played by uh, Christine Milotti. Uh, she's in Palm Springs. She's amazing. She's funny. She's yeah, gorgeous. She's in Palm um, big eyes. Big eyes. Um, and she like dies, and then uh, the kids immediately are like, "We know about you and mom. Like, why are you telling us this story? Like, this is so clear. Like, because the whole story about his mom is told through the lens of like his relationships with Robin. Like, the pilot yeah. is when he first meets her and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it made sense to me that, like, the kids are like, you clearly want to date Aunt Robin. People got upset that they, like, had all of this character development that they did pretty hastily cut Yeah. at the end. But to me, it made sense. Anyway, yeah, I was an angsty boy. Yeah. I, I was like... Did you ever read uh, any John Green? No. Because, okay. like, even that I, I recognized was, like, cringy. Yeah. But, like, I watched Perks of Being a Wallflower for the first time... <sighs> last year and i when nikki showed it to me my girlfriend and the first thing i said after that movie is i am so glad you didn't see that, that i did school. not see this Wait, in high school have you seen, like the spectacular now no oh yeah that was big for me in high they're school they're like cousin movies i feel like they like... are they are related they probably came around on the, around the same time is shailene woodley no 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 emma watson's in one of them she's in perks she's, she's in, in perks, perks being yeah. shailene woodley is in the spectacular with miles teller i think of perks of being a wallflower all the time because of David Bowie every time I see David Bowie I think of it yeah. every time I'm on a highway I think of it <laughs> do you remember when they're just like st- out of the highway yeah. out of the car at the end I'm apparently the remember, book is like even more fucked up in the yeah, movie yeah I read the book when I was in high school I'd have to read it again because isn't it about it's about his like childhood assault isn't it like by an yeah uncle? that's kind of like that's like the big like there's this big trauma that's like kind of the the thread yeah. that we we're always going back to but it's also then about like this like unrequited love for this girl yeah. that then becomes requisite yeah. requisite yeah yeah uh, like and they like you know fall in love wait did you see licorice pizza yeah did you like it i i have complicated feelings about the movie i liked it i didn't like parts of it yeah but i thought it was a beautifully made film but Michael Aber and I were talking about this the other day, and we were talking about your take specifically of like it's just one of those movies where like if you like the movie, like you also have to accept that it's deeply flawed, and you have to, it's like so easy to see why other people don't like it. Yeah, have you seen it, Connor? No. Okay, so it's the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie that came out in what April, May, December? De- oh, December. Just kidding. Um, but the the two main characters uh, who are like this like She's romantic duo. So she's 25 and he's 15. Oh. And I just like don't understand why that even needed to be a part of the movie. Yeah. Like why couldn't Because it could have been, in my mind, it could have been a great, it could have been a great like romance of these two weirdos if they were both 25 or both 15. Like I don't understand why they needed to be. It's because it's based off of his life. Right. And it's like, don't bring this into your weirdness. Do you want to know the craziest thing? The it's uh, it's based off of how he was like in love with like his art teacher or something in high school who was only a couple years older than him. Wow. Guess who that art teacher was? Alana Heim's mom. <gasps> who no is way. in the movie. Yeah. Wait, that's crazy. The, lead, the actress that plays the the 25-year-old. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow, that's nuts. Um and like yeah, all of the Heims are in it obviously. But to me that felt like that would that's probably the angsty boy movie of right now. Like high school boys who are angsty 
definitely probably love that because movie. it's it's the whole like the girl is immature and the guy is mature like because it's like he's mentally more of the adult right than she is and that's like what every angsty boy needs is to like that intellectual superior like right i remember like I don't think I deserved the comment at the time. Like, I was, like, in love with this girl in high school mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, infatuated is probably the better word. Right. And, like, I was, like, she was, like, I want to, like, I want to date and hook up and, like, be in a throuple with you and your best friend. And I was, like, no. Wow. And, um, Advanced yeah. for high school. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know if she offered a throuple, but she was, basically she was, like, I don't get why that. I can't just hook up with, like, both of you and both of you be okay with that. And I was like, I was like... A girl who knows what she wants. She's kind of a gay man. Yeah. Kind of like inventing gay men. But then she was like being mean to me in like other regards. And I was like, I was like, can you not be like this? And then she like went off on me and told me something that I needed to hear. But it was, she wasn't the right person to say it, which mm-hmm. was like, like, no one owes you anything for being nice. Like you think you're owed, which I think is the angsty boy thing. That's of like, like a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, have you seen Garden State? No, but it's on my list. Sam, you have to see. Okay. Or I feel like Garden State is that movie of the early two thousands. Okay. Have you seen Almost Famous? No, and I need to see that as well. Same movie, like that's also kind of because I'm a big film guy, but I have pretty glaring gaps. Mm. Those two especially. Okay. I'll watch those. Have you seen Garden State? Mm -mm. I've never seen either of those. But Um, yeah, Uh, what was I going to say? That movie. For sure, is doing a number on some angsty boys who are. Oh yeah, now. they're like, I'm gonna start my own business and I'm gonna date my babysitter. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's the thing. When I was watching it, I was like, I'm not surprised that you say it's based off of his life because I was like, this is not like unless you truly feel that you needed to like live out this experience exactly. some way. Like, why the fuck else are you making this movie? Well, yeah, and PTA is like the like insufferable angst boy of yeah. like the century. Were you an angsty boy? Yeah. I feel like I, I, yeah. I was like sad boy vibes. But I'm trying to think. Like, I liked like, um, like Dawson's Creek. Did you ever watch Dawson's Creek? No. Like One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sad music. Some sad music where it's like, I can't even listen anymore because I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not that sad anymore. Any like okay. CW show. Yeah. Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Yeah. Iconic. I know. I was always like brooding for no reason, like to myself. I was like a happy-ish kid, but I was like... I don't know if I was trying you to find... You understand me. Yeah, which I think now is like... I understand why I thought felt that yes. way. But at the time, I was like, something's different about me, and nobody knows it. <laughs> you Did know? you read On the Road? No, and I need to read... I need to. Did You're you throwing everything that like I've been meaning to... Like, Connor's consumed a lot of content. The angsty boy yeah. toolkit, starter kit. I think I'm like... I haven't engaged with that content as much because I am like a little embarrassed to have ever been a part of that little boys club. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't age great. But it is all just like, well, wait, who did, did we talk to someone on the pod about like, don't please people's experience, like let people, like the complaint about on the road is like, oh, I'm sorry that you're this like well-off, fine, sad, white guy. Yeah. Oh, so we yeah. talked about this with Clara about like self-indulgence. Like let yes. people indulge themselves. Who indulge, cares? just indulge. Yeah. Yeah, self-indulgence. Because especially now you are at a place with it where you recognize the problematic stuff things that go along with the angsty boy like per your friend's well, comment and like, yeah yeah you can engage with it in a way now that you're like removed but also can you know everybody loves unrequited love and that kind of stuff, yeah you know? i mean like look like i i listened to channel orange it's one of my favorite albums of- like I, <laughs> of, course, of course so like yeah i yes exactly i think i can engage in it now but i it like at the same time i feel bad because i was like 
like they're definitely people that don't age out of that and i'm like mm-hmm. whoa like you think like you're this great guy they're all over bushwick <laughs> yeah but like you're actually like just you're just as big of a problem as like anyone else yeah. that's like it's its own version of like weird toxic masculinity yeah like it's all rooted in the same principles of like owning women and yes. knowing you things yeah. yes yeah and that was my biggest problem with the movie too was that there was like this relationship aside from the pedophilia being the biggest issue with the movie the um yeah, that he was the intellectual superior to her. Yeah. Was just weird. Yeah. Like, well, because that's clearly the lens that, like, PTA was seeing himself through. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, there's in what world is a 15-year-old boy intellectually superior to, like, the, and, like, I didn't even feel like there was any moment where she was able to be like, actually, you're an idiot. Maybe yeah. I'm misremembering, but I don't really no, remember. that was, like, the whole thing is that she gets close a bunch of times. Right, and she never does. She never does. And it's like, that really would have been much more satisfying if you like yeah. actually like got sucked back into reality for a second exactly but anyway enough about that um okay wasn't that you have another one part of oh uh children of katrina children um, of katrina children you of are katrina okay. One. okay that's one we're not a part of yeah. yeah we've never gotten that one before we have not, yeah. not even i figured close. that's what i could offer in terms of uniqueness yeah were you well you have a joke about it but were you yes. there like you guys evacuated i imagine we evacuated yeah we weren't like stuck our house was lucky enough we lived like right by the let like the mississippi well a common misconception is people hear the levees break and they think that the levees to the mississippi river broke that is wrong those mm-hmm. are the strongest levees like in the world mm-hmm. like if those break like the city's done for yeah um this canal broke and flooded this like poor black neighborhood mm-hmm. um and that's why and it, like yeah so that had obviously its own like horrific uh consequences but like even and the places that the pumping stations that pump out water mm-hmm. to prov- because the city's a bowl, um, those stopped working. Uh, so, but we were close enough to the river to so that we were elevated enough that we didn't flood. We got out. It's a very long way of me saying I was fine. Um, <laughs> I, I lived in Houston for six months and went to school there. Oh, but I damn. lived in a hotel for three weeks because we weren't sure if we were going to go. So for like three straight weeks. I ate at a cheesecake factory like almost every day. Wow! Because it was attached to the Galleria. That's so kind like of the dream. Wait, how old were, were we? Like nine? Second grade, so like Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. You were in college. Connor was old enough to send money. <laughs> Connor was old enough to send money to. Continue. <laughs> okay, he's upset. I yeah. didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Um, but yeah, Katrina's <laughs> money. Katrina was crazy. Um, yeah, that is that's crazy. Your joke is perfect. Don't do it on this by one. I'm curious about it. I, I'm that's excited. I'm excited to do it at Boys Club. Yeah, he'll be at Boys Club next month, boys. So come see him do his uh, yeah. his joke. Um, August twenty sixth. Yeah. Is it twenty sixth? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't that sound wrong? I think it sounds wrong too. It, that's, it sounds that, wrong. That's got Thursday energy, it doesn't, doesn't it? Sound like a date the twenty sixth. Like Thursday. That's crazy. You said it, and I was like, oh, I guess they moved to Thursdays. That's insane that you said that. It doesn't that. sound wow. like yeah. a date. The twenty sixth has Thursday energy. Yeah. No, boys, it's a Friday, and we'll be there. I don't know. Um. Okay, what is a boys' club you would yeah. like to see in the world? Okay. Community you would like to form? Um, I don't even know why I have to look. I knew what it uh, Rare snack enthusiasts. Yes, and I was hoping we would talk about yes. this. Okay, for the boys at home, Sam does these incredible videos where he reviews Frito-Lay snack yeah. uh, uh, items. Yes. Do they, does Frito-Lay know? No. I haven't posted these anywhere. 
and and I've been I've and been begging. I would say Nick. I don't think anyone has been as supportive of me doing any creative endeavor ever. <laughs> and I like it's that's not hyperbole at all. Like Nico, I get a text. I think I've received a text from you once a month. Not like out of the blue, but once a month. Like what? Whenever we text, like you're like or like you'll text in like some group chat, just being like Sam, you need to do this. Like I want them because I want to see the archives. I want to consume them. Is it always a weird product? No, so like it started with I have a master list in my phone of all of the flavors I've ever ranked, and I actually need to add a bunch of them because I started filming them. Um, but like I I was just interested in ranking all of the free delay products that I had because I love chips so much. So I just started like this master list, and this is missed. I've probably tried like thirty more products than what's on Wait, this can list. I look at this? Yeah. So, like, I had, like, the basic ratings, and I went back and I re-rated some um, that I need to update from that list. Flamin' Puffs. Flamin' Hot Puffs, a top five chip for me all time. Wow. Lime um, Hot. Too much happening there. But, like, what happened, like, now Nikki's been really encouraging, and this place to, next to where my girlfriend gets her film developed um, sells, like... Wait, that sounds like the beautiful beginning of a short story. What? The place next door my girlfriend gets her film developed. Maybe I should write That's about so it. so beautiful. That's like 1979 in Brooklyn. That okay. was beautiful. <laughs> oh my well, God. They, sell, the they sell like international flavors of Frito-Lay. And then oh, she yeah. also gets an international snack box. So I've like, one of the best chips I've ever tried recently was like this French... Uh, I was thinking about you when I was abroad because I was Oh, I meant to text the... you. And I That's what I meant. I was going to ask for you to try to get me a big bag of poulet roti. Ah, did you, did you try the... Everyone has no, to say I didn't it. See any. Poulet, poulet roti. Poulet roti is poulet the French roti. rotisserie chicken flavor. Whoa. And it's amazing. I bet. You have but it. I've, yeah, but like I've tried some uh, recently. I ran off camera and I like baby Wait, barf. can I guess there's one that's ranked 1.7? That's bad, right? No, it's not, not anything from that list because it's not updated. Oh. Wait, um, what, what are all poppables? Po- oh, they're the specific type of chip that they made maybe they're better now but when they first came out they were just tasted like kind of like nothing and they were bad but the texture i thought was going to be interesting but they're actually way harder than i thought anyway do you like bugles i love bugles bugles are good i, bugles too. I used to put them on my fingers hell yeah <laughs> that's a voice <laughs> um yeah. a child yeah. that grew up in such peace to put bugles on their fingers <laughs> where there was so much food yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> Why are you coming for me right now? <laughs> I love you so much. Um, but I love Sam's videos because he takes such care. You take such care with the way that you rank the and like and rate the food, and you are so like your voice is just so calming to me. I have a, a I have I put, I do put on a review voice. Yes, but it's say. so calming. Wait, can you do it. You like, would love these, Connor. Hi. You have NPR vibes. I, yeah. I, I I do a great NPR impression. That's exactly like how it feels. Um, hello and welcome back to the program today. <laughs> no, I don't right? know. It's like what my so mom tries in the car and listens but to. My review voice is like, uh, hi, welcome back to another free delay review. Today, we're reviewing poulet roti, French chip. <laughs> Let's get into it. Yeah, it like, it just is very calming to yeah. me. So anyway, every time he has them, I, I very much enjoy them. Yeah. And I would be very in favor of a of a channel. And honestly, like content Ooh, is king. This is what I was thinking the other day is like, when y'all invited me to do this podcast, I, you know, as any straight white man has, I've always thought, you know, do I start a podcast of my own? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if like comedy goes, my, I think truly, I truly believe that I was saying this last night to uh, members of my sketch group, like 
because it came up. I'm like genuinely worried that if I posted these chip reviews, it's it feels in such a niche on TikTok. I'm very sure that it would like blow up and I don't want to be known as like the chip guy. Mm. Like I want to get big for comedy and then this be like something else that I like filter in. Yeah. If that Fair makes enough. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So like my dream is like I would love to start uh I I'm not just it's not just chips. I love corporate food history. Mm-hmm. Like I'm obsessed with like how like like, why we have Flaming Hot Cheetos. Like, all of that. Like, that's all, like, very fascinating to me. Wait, so, there's a movie coming out about that kind of... What Jerry Seinfeld's coming out with a movie. That's like a Oh, movie. yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I, I forget what it is. What product is it? Is it, like... I don't even remember. But it's some sort of food thing. Anyway, yes. continue. Yeah. And so, like, like the movie The Founder with Michael Keaton all about, like, McDonald's getting founded. Mm-hmm. Like, very fascinated with that. Um, so, what I would love to do is start a podcast that's all about like corporate food history where like each week I have another I have one like comic friend or just a friend come on and uh they bring in their favorite snack we break down the history we we talk we give our opinions on it I'll give mine they'll give theirs um and then at the end of each episode I kind of like plug in like a a chip review yeah I would love that yeah I absolutely would love that but I totally understand what you're saying about like trying to like not like save the hobby ish thing for yeah. when you already have an established thing, because then it's like, oh, this it's, is just a fun thing that Sam does too. Cause, yeah, because I think it is it, it is so easy nowadays to get pigeonholed. Is like totally. what, like so many people that blow up on TikTok that have these channels. I hear time and time again are like, yeah, I didn't mean to do this. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I have other ambitions that TikTok would be good for. Yeah, so. and like I feel that uh, for me, anytime I think about like posting stuff online or just like being online, it's like I don't want to be in the prison of having to post shit. If I don't yes, want to. Exactly. Um, amazing. Sam, thank you so much for being on. Is yeah. uh, do you want to plug your socials before you go? Yeah, you can follow me um on Instagram. I'm Sam underscore underscore Schaefer. Double uh, underscore. Yeah, S C H A E F E R. Um and then I'm at Sam Once Praise on Twitter and TikTok. Um nice. give me a follow there. I also have a, a show coming up August fifteenth, um, at Caveat in the Lower East Side of New York with my sketch group that uh it's it's gonna be a big show for us as a group so you know if you've liked me please please buy a ticket (laughs) yeah so he'll be at caveat on august 15th with his sketch group and he will be also on boys club on the 26th so it is a friday of august despite august august and uh amazing all right so we'll end on three one two three hey boys thanks for listening to our podcast boys club connor where can they find you on socials you can find me on instagram at connor janda that's c-o-n-o-r panda with a j you can find me at nico carney and ico carney c-a-r-n-e-y you can follow both of us at boys club comedy on instagram we have a monthly show at club coming last week of the month uh if you're in new york city you better come hang out come part be part of the club okay see you soon boys xoxo bye